Hey, Pam, I have a question for you. What do you got, Ryan? So has city council actually decided to build this parking garage? (laughs) Seriously, Ryan, do we really have to ask that? Hello all and welcome to an all new Voice of Loveland, the podcast for iOnLoveland.com. I am your host, the Loveland Tadler, R.D. Kulik, and with me is a person that has all the answers all the time, and that's Pam Gross. How are, greatest other host, Pam Gross. How are you today, Pam? <laughs> Please tell my husband that. <laughs> Hi, Ryan. Welcome, everyone. Okay, I'm going to start this off, this uh, entire podcast, with a audio from last Tuesday's council meeting, because this is going to inform everything we're going to talk about here on out. I have a couple of concerns in the um, body of the, of the memo from Desmond, um, as well as the concept. Um, the first being on, on page nine, um, in the middle of that page, the, the comment, we understand that the major issue is how to charge for parking on an off-street in order to help finance a new parking garage near Lot 5. And it seems to me that that's putting the part, the horse before the cart, or the cart before the horse, because this council has not yet decided and committed to financing a parking garage, and in fact, building a parking garage. We're still gathering data to help us reach that conclusion, whether the expenditure of anywhere from 3 to $7 million over a 20-year period, along with interest, is in the best interests of the taxpayers of the city of Loveland. Okay, Pam, I'm going to, the first thing I'm going to say is at the end, what Councilman Butler said, completely agree with. We need all the data that we can have before we determine whether or not we need to build a garage. That seems reasonable, right? Absolutely. That seems very Councilwoman Angie Sattel-esque, you know, and or even Councilwoman Pam Gross-esque, <laughs> let's say. It, it seems like the type of things that we've heard. Or, or any financially responsible <laughs> yes. council member. Right. So that makes perfect sense. This is what I have an issue with. We started off this podcast saying, has the city council decided to build a garage? Well, according to Councilman Tim Butler, they haven't decided. They're still deciding. He's not telling the truth, Pam. No, he is not. So let's start back at all the way back at the last council meeting. And you have a nice piece of legislation that maybe, and before we get to that, I'm going to say, look, either Councilman Tim Butler doesn't think that they've already decided to build this garage, which they've had two votes to do this, and they have voted in the affirmative each time. He voted yes for one, no for the other. So either he doesn't know that that's what they've done, which that's a problem to begin with. If you're a council member and you don't know that you guys have already decided this, or he's trying to change the narrative. And I'm going to get to what I think a few of his ideas are, but let's go back and let's inform him of just last council meeting, what legislation did they pass? Well, I'm glad you brought that up because the the council meeting that we are referring to is the July 14th. Okay, so it was, yeah, about a month ago, two ago. So it's the July 14th, 2020 council meeting, and it was the resolution that was for the funding, the grant funding for the downtown parking facility. And so I'm going to read you a little part of this. And I'm going to read from the actual resolution. And resolutions, just like ordinances, are things they vote on and they are enacted by the city. So they become law. So what we have here is the city of Loveland desires to construct a new parking facility in its downtown business district 
to support existing businesses at an estimated project cost of $5.66 million. This resolution says that the parking facility will be eligible for 50% of the project costs, which equals $2.831 million, and that the city is responsible for supplying and committing to a local match of 50%. Section two of this resolution states that the city commits all local matching funds in the amount of $2.83 million to complete the parking facility project. That is from the actual resolution. It was actually passed by council. And it's interesting now when you hear that sound bite from Mr. Butler, where he says, and I'm going to read, I'm just going to quote it again. He states that council hasn't yet decided on commitment to financing. And in fact, commitment to building a parking garage. That is 100% false based on this resolution that passed this council. And here's where I'm going to give a little bit of cover to Councilman Butler. He did vote against that resolution. He did. So what he can say is he hasn't decided, but for him to say council hasn't decided is completely false. It's uh, they have decided. And Pam, you and I make... They have decided and they have committed money because if they get this, if they do get this grant funding... The city is on the hook for the $2.8 million. Pam, you and I often say that that was the second time this council voted with zero public input on building this parking garage. So let's go back to May of 2019. I believe the meeting was May 28th. This is when this whole thing started. So there is an ordinance that had to be passed by emergency, which means they needed six of the seven council members to vote. I know Councilwoman Sattel was absent from this meeting, but the the six core, Kathy Bailey and her boys, were all sitting there, including Councilman Tim Butler. Now, in this particular ordinance, this was about the purchase of the land. And you look at the the actual law, the actual legislation, it's the first whereas, which all these things have, whereas this, da-da-da-da-da, was all about how much money they're going to spend to buy this land. Here's what the second whereas says, Pam. Whereas the property is uniquely beneficial to the city of Loveland as it will provide land for needed parking and access improvements within the city's downtown district. Councilman Butler voted for that. Councilman Butler authorized the purchase of this land for parking and access and then let the city manager decide what that parking was going to look like. Council has no say, Pam, in that garage now. It is in the city manager's hands. That's what they did in May of 2019. That's what we've been talking about now for over a year here, is by emergency, with no public input whatsoever, this city council passed, including with a yes vote from Councilman Tim Butler, to buy the land for use of parking and access and let the city manager decide whatever was put on there. So when Councilman Butler says that they have not committed to the building of a parking garage, that is not true. They committed to it back in May of 2019, And they committed to it again in July of this year. So that's why I wanted to play that. Because I don't know what Councilman Butler's trying to do. I don't know what his his game is. Why he's broken away from the coalition that he so happily supported the entire time, including the parking of the building of this parking garage. I don't know if he listens to us and likes our ideas. I don't know if his constituents, the people that he, which includes you and I, by the way, Pam. We are also his constituents. If other people have been telling him, look, this is a bad idea, because uh, parking garage, bad idea, right? (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm glad you brought up the May 28th, 2019 vote, 
where they did vote to authorize. And, and I'm, I'm glad that you brought it up because you talked about how they authorized the city manager to make those decisions. It's interesting because even on this resolution that I just read that they passed in, on July 14th, this one also states, this is the name of the resolution. The resolution authorizing the city manager to apply for economic development funding for the downtown parking facility and committing a local match. That's why when he said that last night and you're playing that, I mean, this is 100% not true. And of course, all of the other hive-minded people on that council, none of them said a word. Of course not. I mean, again, we I think we had to hear Councilman Phelps once again say, oh, I love the garage. And I know Kent Blair talked about, you know, taking oh, he... taxpayer money and throwing it in a toilet because it doesn't mean anything to him. I well, mean, it's just nominal. Uh, yeah, right. So Millions I... of dollars is just nominal to Mr. Millions of dollars in taxpayer money is just mm. nominal yeah. to uh, to. Kent Blair. Speaking of taxpayer money, Pam, this is a we should have a running count on I on Loveland on all the money that's gone into this garage because now I add another sixteen thousand dollars. And that's on top of the million dollars right. that we already have in dirt. We have a million dollars in dirt. So I want to talk about that part of it. The the million dollars in dirt. Because this again, I you know I don't want it to sound like we're picking on Councilman Butler, but when you sit there in your elected seat and not tell the truth, you need to be called out on it. Every single person. And when you said this council has not committed to financing this or not committed to building it, that is not true. That is patently false. This is why we are particularly calling him out. He may now suddenly be against this garage for all the right reasons, because at the end of it, he said, we need to have these revenue plans. We need all this other stuff. You needed all of this stuff before May 28th of 2019, before you gave the city manager the power to build whatever he wants. Because you guys decided, well, we need this land and we need to authorize him. And this is exactly what city manager Dave Kennedy is doing. He's building whatever he wants. Now, Pam, you and I also discussed recently that this is a negative revenue generating project. It's a project that will never make money. I do know during last year's election season, Mayor Bailey was going door to door because many people told us that. And she said, oh, it's going to pay for itself. Well, I'm going to play you now from last Tuesday's council meeting a clip from Dave Kennedy, city manager. Well, we don't know what the debt, city's debt service on the project will be because we don't know which funding uh, scenario we're going, we will or won't receive. Um, I don't anticipate. I do want to say that, and, and, and just bluntly, that I do not anticipate that this study or any future studies ever going to give city the numbers that the parking facility is going to ever produce revenues that's going to, you know, match the annual um, debt service. I don't, um, I think that's important to calculate the over, when you're calculating the overall project cost, I guess I look at the parking facility a little different. I see it as an infrastructure project. I see it uh, as um, major economic development tool. There you are, Pam, from the mouth of the city manager. This is a project that will not generate revenue. It is a negative revenue project, just like we said. Yep. Which means Mayor Bailey was also not telling the truth when she was telling everyone, including I remember I saw her at some uh, Republican club meeting where she said, oh, it's going to basically pay for itself. No. I was at that same meeting and I heard that same, I, I heard the same, uh, same line from her. There was something else that was in that clip too, Ryan, was not only did he 
admit and state that it was a negative revenue project so that the city will never really generate any revenue from it. But the other thing that he said in there too is as he was talking was he talked about debt service because he doesn't know what kind of grants. So not only is it a negative revenue generator, it is also something that will continue to drain the finances of the city because it's being serviced by debt. So there were actually two things in there. That is a terrible project. And the first thing that pops into my mind when I'm starting to listen to more and more of this, I feel like I'm listening to Cincinnati City Council. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about that silly streetcar. Everybody knew that that streetcar was a, a money boondoggle. Everybody. And yet they keep they kept pushing forward and they kept pushing forward. And now they're stuck with this, you know, thing that just drains finances. We're having this same conversation. We're just not talking about a streetcar. We're talking about a boondoggle of a parking facility. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up the Cincinnati City Council thing because, look, I'm I'm hypercritical of that streetcar. And this is when I lived in the city. I We lived down there. I've spent a good portion of my career working public transit lobbying. There are early parts of my career, as a matter of fact. I interned, I remember, one time for a, a mass transit thing. I think mass transit's a good idea. I won't go into it. I think there's more advanced ideas we can move to now. But bad mass transit is not a good idea. And what the city of Cincinnati did with the streetcar, it stopped any any useful project for at least a generation. But I remember in particular that it was, I believe, city councilman P.G. Sittenfeld when he suddenly changed his mind, where a couple days before the election, he was against the streetcar, then a couple days after when he got reelected, he was for it. And I remember he said something along the lines of... Kind of like John Kerry. Yes, yes, yes. Kind of like Councilman Tim Butler. I was going to say, I was for it before I was against it. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So um, what Councilman Sittenfeld said was that, well, we've already put a a bunch of money in this, so we might as well see if it works. So he's essentially saying all right, we already threw all this money into a pit. Let's throw more money into that pit and see what happens. And this is where we bring it back to Loveland and bring it back to the the untruths that are coming from Mayor Bailey and Councilman Tim Butler. Okay, the fact is, this was a bad idea to begin with. You go back to May 28th, 2019, when the city gave the authorization all to the city manager via an emergency vote with zero public input to build whatever he wanted there. That was already bad money. Okay, so now the city council can make the decision and the city manager just said, guys, this isn't going to generate revenue. You can throw more bad money into that pit or you can just stop it and admit you made a mistake. Here's Councilman Butler's choices, Pam. Either build the Loveland version of the Cincinnati streetcar or be one of the founding fathers of Crispin Property 2.0. Yeah, and don't forget the founding father of Crispin Property is Rob Weisker. Exactly. So this is another a, a second time around that Vice Mayor Weisgerber, along with his new group of friends here, is going to buy dirt that does nothing for the city of Loveland except generate debt that we have to pay off. Yeah, and I'm I'm just going to backtrack a little bit. Christman property, when we say that, is the property that is up in Warren County. It is just land. And it was under Mayor Rob Weisgerber. And they bought this land for $900,000, even though it was only appraised at seven hundred twenty-five. Go figure that out. Good luck with that. $900,000, it is debt. We have been paying, and that's why I brought up what I said about the parking facility when Kennedy was talking about the debt service. 
we're still paying on debt service from the Chrisman property. So we've not only paid, you know, $900,000 for something that was worth 720000 but then we've paid debt service for over 10 years now at $50,000 a year. So that's another half a million dollars. That's where this is going. This is why this becomes every day more ludicrous. But it also is also extremely disconcerting, Ryan, when you have people like Butler who now want to say things that are not true. Just say you made a mistake. Just say, you know, we don't have any revenue projections. Okay, it is a negative revenue project. And the more I've thought about it, maybe we did put the cart before the horse. Just admit it and stop this crazy, crazy nonsense and stop throwing money that's going to go into a pit that, Ryan, honestly, we're not going to have. And that is even more troubling because our economy is in trouble. We don't even know what the effects of all of that is going to be. And that also leads what was also in that council packet was the finance report for the second quarter. It didn't look that great. And you have to remember- It's a warning. It's a warning. I mean, it's already, our income tax revenues were down 12%. That's only through the second quarter. That means we have not even experienced and seen the effects of the shutdown and the long-term effects on our revenues. Stop the madness. Yeah, look, they're both bad choices. Christmas Property 2.0 or Loveland's version of the streetcar. They're both bad choices. But look, you you got to try to recover. Don't keep dumping the money into the pit. And any council member, especially Councilman Butler, do not attempt to rewrite history. Okay, you guys all got swept into office because you believed in accountability and transparency. Well, that's us, Pam. That gave birth to us. We are your accountability and we are your transparency. So when you're going to get up there and not tell the truth, we are going to expose you for that. Not only did they come into office promising those things, they came into office telling people things that weren't true. So I guess we shouldn't be surprised that they're still telling people things that are not true. This is the kind of the the last thing I want to talk about when it comes to this and the way that the public is being misinformed by their elected officials here in Loveland, particularly. What Councilman Butler may say, and he did say in his his, uh, remarks that we play at the top of the show, is that the council has not authorized the financing of this garage. And do you know what? He's 100% right. As a matter of fact, Pam, we would not be doing this podcast if it wasn't for the second thing he said where he said, and we haven't committed to building the garage, because that's not true. But let's go back to what he said about the um, about not the council hasn't authorized the financing of it. He's right. That's the last step to misquote Vice Mayor Weisgerber. It's not a public hearing that's the last step to legislation. There, There is no need for a public hearing. They can sh- have that sham one that they had last year where, oh, we're having a public hearing about building a parking garage, but we've already decided. And that's directly from... And we already authorized the city manager right. to do what he was doing. And when I asked in that public hearing, city manager Kennedy, he admitted, oh, yeah, we're doing this kind of backwards. We, and what that means, Pam, is they should have done the public hearing before they decided to, to buy the land to build the garage. But anyways, so... They've admitted all this stuff. There has been no viable public hearing. There doesn't need to be a viable public hearing because the very last step now is for council to approve the financing. That's it. That's what they have to do. And I will tell you right now, they can do it. They can do it via emergency. 
because you know Mayor Bailey's going to vote for it, and then you know Rob Weisgerber's going to vote for it, and then you know uh, Neil Ory's going to do whatever Rob Weisgerber tells him to do, so he'll vote for it, and then you know Kent Blair's going to do whatever Kathy Bailey tells him, so he's going to vote for it, and then you know Andy Bateman is just going to want to be along the crowd and sits up there like a bobblehead, and he's going to vote for it. And then Ted Phelps, he, I mean, when he does talk, it's always about, this is the greatest idea ever. So you know he's going to vote for it. So they have all their votes. They can do this via emergency. They can pass it. You, trust me, you and I will, scle- will scream bloody murder when that happens. And Councilman Butler may get up there and pontificate. I just ask him, don't, don't say something that's untrue. Stop the political yeah. pandering. But here's something else, Pam, that can happen. And I want to put this scenario out there. The city of Loveland is currently underneath an emergency order. Which means a city manager who has a, uh, if what is it, if he spends over, is it 15000 he has to get approval of council? I believe it's still 15000 yeah, okay. yes. Yeah, I know I know the last administration tried to raise it, but you voted no. I did. <laughs> <laughs> so, good on you, Pam. I remember that very well. But, um, so, yeah, if, if he has to do that. But that's in a non-emergency, if the city's not under emergency. Under an emergency ordinance, a city manager has the discretion to spend whatever he wants. So, actually, there is no more last step. If City Manager Kennedy woke up today and decided to take a bond out for $10 million for this garage, he can do it. And they can't stop him because we're under an emergency order. And he may come out and say, well, the bond ratings are really good. And Mayor Bailey may ask him to do that so they don't have to vote on it. It's obvious they're trying to hide from any development that they don't want to vote on with the whole Zika issue we've discussed. But they can. I know they'll say Dave Kennedy will never do that or our city manager will never do that, but it can happen. So, Councilman Butler, once again, what you said is not true. And as a matter of fact, if you came out and said council hasn't decided on the financing yet and we will only have that say, we're only guaranteed that say if we're out of this emergency, that's the truth. And then forget the part about not committing to building the garage because it took us, what, 15 minutes here, Pam, to prove that they have. Exactly. Well, Brian, let me end on this. You know, people have such a mistrust of government. And we look at Washington, D.C., and we see what a flipping mess it is. As at least as Simpson said, it was built on a swamp. It stank then and it stinks today. (laughs) Well, and that's true. And we look at Washington, D.C., and we just see what a mess it is. And this has really nothing to do with whether you're a Democrat or whether a Republican. There's just this humongous mistrust. And we feel like every day we're lied to. So here now we are in our little local government of, in, in our nice little city of Loveland. And this is what we now, we now get the same kind of thing with having a council member who says something that is clearly not true and was clearly proven was not true. Bottom line, we can do better and we deserve better. Well, with all that being said, the Voice of Loveland, the podcast for ionloveland.com, is a production of Ion Community. This episode is written, engineered, and mixed by Pam Gross and Ryan Kulik, and the music is by my father-in-law, Sherrod Sate. Guys, when it comes to this podcast, we're going to kind of rotate more on an every-other-week basis, but do keep an eye. I mean, do continue to subscribe. Tell your friends to, to subscribe. We have launched our first Backyard Politics podcast, which is kind of like a meet-the-press type show for Southwest Ohio politics. So uh, granted, while we still talk about Loveland, we talk about areas outside of Loveland. And that first episode's been posted. So next week, look for the, the second episode of that in, in place of Eye on Loveland. 
And if you just have to hear from us every week, go ahead, please reach out because we're uh, we can be we can be persuaded. <laughs> well, you know, I also want to uh, also state also say too that we also have another show, our High Heels and Politics, which is now launching its season two. So we have some exciting things. Uh, and some exciting people that are um, going to be interviewed on that show as well. And a lot of that, because we have the election, is probably going to be focused on what what's kind of going on in Hamilton County. So keep your eye out on that one, too. So we have a, well, a lot of exciting things and a lot of conversations that are that are going to be coming up. And I think a lot of people are going to find them very interesting. So anyway, so everyone, thanks again for listening. Please be informed, be involved, be influential. 